Welcome back to Black Our Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another amazing episode of The Sandman. Episode 6, The Sound of Her Wings. This episode was written by Lauren Bello, directed by Marazi Amos. Another 10 out of 10. Very engaging. Had a lot of emotions. Very uh, engrossing perspective like type of dialogue and then the whole hob and dream bromance slash kind of romance going on between the two men because i know he was moving forward for a kiss there was one scene and i don't care what you tell me it was happening okay this is a dream is as they call an anthropomorphic type of being which means he got love for everybody i am of course of course being facetious in a way i know just because i was shipping the fuck out of it doesn't mean clearly they were more than friends <laughs> before someone jump at me talking about but they were romantic you said that to people i know i know i know what i said i said also it's not about who you ship it's about how you treat the legitimate relationship involved okay so listen to everything i say and not the parts that convenient for you to try to throw back at me in an argument fuck you I ain't clearly i've had some conversations <laughs> so let's get into this great adaptation of the sandman number eight the sound of her wings and number 13 men of good fortune morpheus is in a park there's kids playing soccer he catches that ball like he's a super bean <laughs> and he's feeding the birds and a beautiful gorgeous black woman approaches him in all black seriously i didn't know where her skin in that top and outfit began and ended but i was here for it franklin gives props to morpheus for his strong arm and he gives the ball back he also looked at her too like oh god damn but i think this was more of a once you see death like sometimes you get that feeling or they could be playing on several things or you see death before death happens but she sits down and we don't know this at this point in time it almost feels like she's just another human joining dream on the bench she asks what you doing i'm feeding pigeons you know what makes for feeding pigeons fat pigeons <laughs> it very much felt as if an older sibling was coming to their sulking younger sibling to inquire how they're doing and eventually she says what's the matter and he admits that he's rather aimless that he had a purpose which was to retain his tools he's done so however he feels worse than what he felt prior to being captured and it has left him in basically this depressive fog that he cannot get out of 
and it speaks of some deep pain and some loss of true identity i believe and she responds to this with empathy by putting her hand on his knee especially after he says he doesn't feel anything and that he's rather disappointed she says you could have called me and he said that he didn't want to worry her and that's when her patience says snap because how dare you think that your worries are a burden to me she snatched that bread right out of his hand and said it you better listen because i'm only gonna say it once you are the stupidest <laughs> most idiotic person not person she said being in the whole of the universe you will be here throwing yourself a goddamn pity party when you could just i don't know have the balls to go out and redefine what your purpose is because some of us you know may need help along the way but they don't sit there and not ask and she follows it up with did it ever occur to you that i was worried about you she then catches the soccer ball the second time franklin has made his way over he's like you just as good as your friend but also can i get your number (laughs) i love that because that's exactly what a young man would do when they see a beautiful young lady even though she is like way out of your damn league what are you even thinking sir but he says well i see you again and she says soon she tells dream you can follow me if you want or you can sit here and sulk because i got a job to do and he decides to join her that's when franklin's like how did you know my name they go walking down the street she buys an apple she wants him to enjoy the pleasures of earth something it feels as if he has never quite understood or at least taken for granted when he has because i feel like no because the last time they were in the flashback she's like why don't you just drink even though it's terrible (laughs) then i'm like why would he drink it though if it's terrible how about you just get some good ass wine (laughs) but i suppose it's about immersing yourself in the human experience for better or worse but he declines the offer she's enjoying the shit out of that apple and it really made me want an apple and also some canes i really miss fast food so much <laughs> so so much let's not even go down that rabbit hole uh they ask or he asked about the family or she may have said have you seen the family since he's been back he doesn't think he's been missed she says that he was missed that uh he also has this experiment going on is that when that was brought up but it was brought up at some point there was a family dinner desire is uh apparently one of the siblings that consistently squabbles with dream which may explain why they are still trying to fuck with him (laughs) it seems as if they're responsible for what happened the first time around with burgess as they were trying to capture death and i'm not sure how i'm supposed to take that scene 
I'll be curious to hear how Mimi and Shy take that reveal when it is revealed. But we're skipping a little bit ahead. Uh, there's a mention of the prodigal. It's still missing. Don't know what that is. Well, I do, but you know, it's not been mentioned in the show. And then she says, Do you hear the music? And they go up into an apartment where an old man is uh, doing a very old tune on the violin. She tells him it's time. And this is when we really get, because for the longest, we don't know which sibling this is but i think the black was a dead giveaway (laughs) just just putting that on out there but she's very kind there's this true true uh sympathetic nature that death has which is very removed from the scarier versions of death that has been thrown upon us and they're really showing that death is not something that should be as fearful as people are afraid of it. What they're truly what they're truly grasping at is the idea that they're missing out, that there's more life that they want to live, which goes into our second story arc, which I really love how they bookmark those two concepts. He sees her reaction how the i forgot what the first guy's name was i didn't think i caught any of their names oh wait, i think i got sam maybe that's racist of me that i remember the black person's name <laughs> but he asked for one favor and that favor is that he says one last prayer so that he can make it to heaven something his father told him to do and he is taken away i love that we don't get to see what the transition is because death is not meant to impose upon religion and they're kept separate and that is a very very smart tactical but also i think genuine way in which one would view the concept of death it's attached to these other rather man-made uh ideals they call it the sunless lands and there's another conversation where she says i don't know why people fear the sunless lands it is just as natural as being born and people take a lot of personal credit and pride in being born and yet they become angry and uh resentful when it comes to death uh, the gift that she says that she gives and that had taken a toll on her because he wonders how she does it particularly when they then go to the beach and she says hello sam and then sam realizes what's happening he's upset he's just like okay i just need one more thing i just need to tell my wife the password on my phone so that she has the flight details she can get like his last moments on earth isn't thinking about himself or fear he's thinking about taking care of his wife and they're on their honeymoon and how this must make her feel and that just was very profound because he drowned and then he's taken away and i think the most 
i think heartbreaking for any mother uh was the scene in which little lovey lulu i'm not sure what her name was the baby is um put down and then her mom goes out of the room for what seems like five not even that long and she says to the little one i'm sorry that's all you get i know this sucks but that is the transition that is what life is and she talks about that journey being hard for people and it would be nice that they had a friend to do that with and that's what she has taken she she was feeling at one point as dream says why don't why do you keep doing this why don't you just abandon your post and she says yeah i considered that however i began to understand that what people truly want by being amongst them is the same thing they got in birth which is a kind face and a uh what what did she say a kind face and a smile or something to that effect basically they just want to be eased into it versus uh the terror in which kind of humanity has been conditioned to feel about death itself but that of course there's a panicky feeling about that i think uh i was speaking about this on another podcast the idea that when you do die your brain automatically starts flashing through your memories so it's almost like you're watching a greatest hits and that to me feels very comforting uh and it's a scientific thing versus a religious concept but it still has if not to me more of a peaceful resolution if you will to the mind's idea of death because when it's happening you're not going to know of course if it's painful that's part of it but i do believe that part our brain does have the capacity to shut everything off and go into critical mode that's why they call it critical condition but if that's the journey that you're taking i personally can't think of a worse or a more at least a warm embrace so to speak just to come off the deep stuff for a second i did love when she says oh so you're not gonna ask hey sis how you doing how's your life working out and then he took a whole moment and he just repeated back hey sis (laughs) how are you doing what's what's going on with your life i thought that was adorably cute another few tidbits that i did uh kind of skip over between fish guy and sam is that she and dream are walking across a bridge i love her movement she's very uh, she likes to touch things a lot and i think that makes sense when she takes off her feet and she says you have to uh, walk through earth with your bare feet so you can truly feel what it means and i love this recontextualizing, reinforcing better word this idea that living is living is immersing oneself in those precious moments that a lot of people myself included uh can use a lot more time 
doing, going out and feeling the earth, getting those experiences, building up those greatest hits that you want to see at the end at the light in your tunnel. I think that is a very relevant message, even more so today that living means feeling means interacting means appreciating (laughs) the moments that you have instead of spending so much time uh, having anxiety over it or prolonging it or a lot of other things that i don't even want to go into (laughs) uh, in place of that death is getting sage advice from someone who's wise enough as well because she says i was here when the first being came into being i'll be here when the last uh being is gone you know i'll put the chairs on the table i'll lock the door of the universe behind me and that will be it so i have appointments and people that i can get to i don't get to them all but i do my job the way i do it because what i realize is that i need them as much as they need me what keeps me strong is that i'm fulfilling my purpose for them we're here to serve and by serving and serving well we ourselves are fulfilled that's what makes me fulfilled i also like how she referenced that it was easier for people in the beginning and then it just became harder and harder i think that goes back to what i was referencing the conditioning of society to take a different mental approach to the idea versus people understanding i think our first ancestors about the cycle of life and the harmony and and the universe and that this is just something that exists but what they truly took from that was burying their ancestors you know under their homes so that their spirits were always with them uh even on special occasions or every year or so you know bringing their skull back out and talking to them as if they are still there because in their mind they are still there they're still a part of the universe they're still a part of this great thing that no one really truly understood and i think the more we understand the more anxiety craved we become and thus all of the unknowns it's the blessing and the curse of the human um evolution because we are one of the few creatures that have to truly ponder it for them creatures like them or (laughs) beings like them she explains our function is our purpose she also mentions that she has uh somewhere else to be that i don't think that she always comes down and has this interpersonal it feels as if she probably is you know welcoming people into death but she's also walking through people through death i think that's what she meant by friend rob gadling is brought up as their little experiment and he says you need to is it hob it is hob gadling not rob gadling or did he change his name to rob i'm pretty sure he said he did and that's why i have rob stuck in my head so that is pretty much 
what she's able to do for him in this moment she doesn't mention that desire is pretty much the worst but we mentioned despair as well and i believe despair and desire from memory are twins she says most people don't do a job that they love but i'm lucky in that way and despite what he's seen from his eyes how she's and this humbles him because he says i've forgotten something thank you that is very important about what it is that we are doing here and you have reminded me of that and that is when we go circling back to where we began and she did say soon but not as soon as we thought because poor franklin comes rushing over to her saying did you see that i almost got hit by a car but unfortunately he did get hit by a car and she's got to walk him to the sunless lands and uh i'm really appreciative that they did not they turned away just in enough time to hear the mother be freaked out about her daughter but not long enough for me to like fall into despair myself (laughs) hearing her emotional breakdown of that moment think there was a lot of smart decisions made in the way but this is one of my favorite parts of the adaptation from the book Uh, i loved everything about both of these story arcs these issues Uh, death is considered one of the most popular characters i believe and i stand so hard that they gave the role to kirby and she knocked it right out of the park I'd like to give a big round of applause to my band, Sexual Chocolate. She says goodbye to Dream and tells him not to be a stranger. Now it's very sad to see her go, but we do get to see her in a flashback because she tells him he has an appointment to get to and he makes his way to said appointment. But we don't know what the whole story is, but they do give it to us back in the day in the middle ages both dream and his big sister death she's trying to get him into humans like hey i come visit more than you guys do you need to get to learn who you serve she tries to get him into the tavern spirit but he ain't about that life she tells him to listen to the people that are speaking and overheard is hob gadling who says i would never seek death death is bullshit i plan on living forever he's intrigued by this very uh (laughs) very egotistical announcement and so she says i can grant his wish if you would like and he thinks that he's gob hob gadling is going to want death within a century like there's no fucking way anyone would wish to live forever because how could anyone live in this horrible place that i consider earth it was the middle ages too so that wasn't a good look he was even talking how he survived the black death so i mean as far as uh what's the word i'm looking for (laughs) i'm cracking myself up on my own joke and so silly (laughs) but the morale there we go 
morale for earth was not high okay so he grants the wish and she's like uh do you want to tell him or should i and morpheus says i heard your conversation i'll see you back here in a hundred years everyone laughs he's like i don't know who the fuck that guy was but sure in a hundred years if i'm alive i'm gonna be right here and then it's a hundred years later and he does say who the fuck are you because that's the first thing i said i was gonna ask if i was here in a hundred years <laughs> and he doesn't tell him the whole entire time who he is i'm really surprised hob didn't say are you death itself because that would be a valid question just so i can hear i would have been delighted to hear morpheus say no that's my sister <laughs> just i don't know what i would have taken oh no i know what i would have taken from that just glee but it wasn't necessary for the story he says well why why did you do this why am i now immortal he tells him because basically you're an experiment (laughs) i'm a god and i can do whatever the fuck i want and you made a statement and i want to make a i made a bet basically this was 1489 right and he's like uh yeah things are really really great like the chimneys (laughs) then he started scratching his crotch talking about i hope they do something about these fleas get the fuck out of here (laughs) he's like so you don't want to die of course not this is how we do the next day oh wait he says he's gonna invest in this new thing called the printing press even though he doesn't think it's gonna go anywhere (laughs) then the next time they see him in 1589 he's got like he's been knighted the queen slept over his house he uh he's lent gold to the government he's this rich lord he's even got women telling him what to do but you see in this moment that he himself is lonely and i think he's figuring that out because he himself is becoming lonely as the years continue to go by and it's even more apparent when uh they're into the 400 500 600 mark after you've loved and lost i think that's where the true test of whether or not you want to continue to live when you're at your lowest it's easy to say i crave death because what else is there for me but even when he's lost all he has as we see in the next hundred years he still wants to live because he has so much to live for that means i can learn from my mistakes or i'll try as he points out a little bit later but i think it becomes apparent to him probably around 400 and he's lost loved ones is when he realizes holy shit it's probably very lonely for someone who is immortal and has a great deal of power as well uh he does get a little jealous though when he is barely acknowledged he's like oh i gotta show you something he's like i don't i'm not impressed with this do you not understand i can just build castles and shit in my mind overhearing the lackluster william shakespeare talk about dreams in a loving way he decides to make a deal with the man and now he is a successful william shakespeare uh, in the next hundred years why do you say i'm so fucking hungry he's like are you gonna order because i can fucking eat this table he's like do you know how hungry one is when you can't die from hunger but you're still hungry (laughs) 
best to suck yeah, i love the the costume changes over the years that's all that was one of my best and favorite parts about good omens is when they did the episode where they were going through time and their friendship was deepening uh, you can't that's one of my all-time favorite episodes of all time all-time favorite episodes of all time don't you think that's a little redundant yes it is moving on <laughs> so they are spotted uh back in the day as being someone who meets in the same spot all the time and someone sewed it into their jacket for a hundred years and it came to the attention of one lady joanna constantine yeah no i lied to you because <laughs> if you were a fan of constantine i want to say oh well she's got stuff to do i wanted you to be surprised so yes she shows up and even in her past she still got demons that morpheus is able to use to subdue her but a really cute scene happens when he still doesn't know who exactly morpheus is and he's talking about his life and they have this conversation where and listen how uh how you take the human element out of it right we take some negroes we pack them in like sardines we ship them over and the great thing is sugar comes back with it He tells him it's a poor thing for one man to enslave another it's like oh it's just how it's done he says i suggest you find yourself a different line of business rob gadling he used his first and last name that's when you know it's serious surprise he probably didn't use his middle because he don't have one and he says after 400 years you're going to give me advice like basically we're not friends but now we're our friends is really what he was copping at in this whole like we don't even have conversations i talk at you and now you want to judge me for what i'm doing and it's like i'm not going to tell you what to do because as you stated it is your choice but think about it what are you to take the choice from someone else answer me that you talk dumb ass don't be quiet that's the one thing i really don't ever understand about america y'all are so down for the rights of man and yet and yet (laughs) when those rights come to any other man besides the one you have in your brain then it doesn't exist i did laugh when she called them a devil and a jew he's like i'm not jewish i'm not the devil (laughs) and she's like you're gonna come with me because i want you to teach me everything and they're like yeah no but i did love that he was down for his friend and protected him and he's like you didn't need to do that you silly goose he always he didn't even move he didn't even get up he's like i could have very easily handled that and you know i'm a fucking god you have to know but it's that solidarity it's that kinship so the next time they meet up because they say they need to be more careful he's like well i can't die he's like yeah but you can get hurt and captured and that's terrible and considering this is what happens to morpheus himself i find it the irony there very telling and it's also showing that he cares himself about hob 
their next conversation he just kept getting more and more gothic <laughs> and i am talking about i feel rob or hob changed his appearance through like he had wavy hair he tried to do different things and morpheus just got more and more gothic <laughs> but they have this argument where morpheus gets all emotional because he throws out look i figured out why you come and meet me i don't think it has anything to do with trying to like you know by now it's been 600 years if i haven't given up if, at the lowest point of my life i'm not going to give up now and of course i'm going to want to live forever that's just who i am as a person i can never get enough and he points out i think that you're lonely like you're here for friendship and he's like how dare you suggest someone like me is lonely you don't even know who i am he's like it don't matter the facts is the facts you want answers i want the truth you can't handle the truth i'm upset morpheus says well i ain't gonna meet your ass here in another hundred years because if i did that would prove you right so nana and a boo boo <laughs> and leaves been then unfortunately his life goes to shit as well uh poor hobby talks to a bartender he's like oh, i think i've been stood up by my friend and he finds out that this bar is no longer going to be here it's going to be turned into flats which depresses him even more because it almost feels like well i'm destroying this shit so we can never actually meet here again <laughs> and something must have happened where because it's like it'll take a lot of money i don't know did he buy the place i'm not sure but this leads to where we started off with him reuniting he's like you're late it's like i know it's rude to keep a friend waiting and they smile at each other because he acknowledges that yes you are indeed my friend we end the episode with desire i loved everything about what they're doing with that <laughs> just in the sky like that okay okay i love this aesthetic beating heart inside of the heart and they're monologuing saying i have your sigil the first plan didn't work so we're gonna have to do it a different way these niggas crazy as fuck there have been several mentions that desire is pretty bad it's unfortunate because just his dream is eat pray loving it finding himself he got uh he got enemies in the woodwork coming out of the woodwork that clearly got beef i think that's a good time to step into the feedback so let's hop to it Layer, motherfucker. what it do cena this mimi this is my feedback for the sandman uh episode six of uh season one I'm not sure if you uh, noticed, but they added another episode. Um, I was going to watch um, episode six and I saw new episodes. And I'm like, what do you mean new episode? I thought it was all uploaded. And then I like looked it up and sure enough, they added bonus episodes. It looks like it's like an hour and a half. So I don't know if it's more than one arc or what. I don't even, I mean, clearly we're only on uh, episode six. So 
uh, well, going on episode 7, so we don't even know how 10 ended, but now there's 11. I'm not sure if you saw that or not, or if you knew they were going to do that, but um, I had no idea, because when I last looked, it was 10, and then it said new episode, and then I googled it, and sure enough, they added, and uh, they called it uh, extra, so I don't know if that means they were planning on doing more, and they changed their mind, or you know if they were always intending to add that to see you know they were just waiting to see how people responded to it I don't know I have no idea but it's a nice little surprise to add you know another episode to a show that you're very you're enjoying very much and you're getting closer to the end so I am looking forward to see what that little extra little bit supposed to be um, it's hard to know I don't I don't know how this show is supposed to be, you know, I have no idea what's, what the plan is, um, but it, it seems as though they're, like, it, it, it's very popular, so if they were ever planning on doing multiple arcs, or multiple series, not series, seasons, then it seems like it would be feasible, it's very popular, um, I know I, I don't, I, maybe I saw it from something that you retweeted or something, but the guy who wrote this story, I guess in the 80s, um, he had this, um, like this whole, like, I don't know, he was just, it seems like he was just dragging a bunch of people because people always say, you know, when you, you change races, it's, uh, of characters, it's, um, disrespectful to the author now that argument may be possibly something that could be used if an author is no longer around to verbally explain their feelings but I know the author of this the Sandman went online and said you know race isn't important he's like you know for you to be so like been out of shape talking about like disrespecting the, the author like on, like I am the author and I'm saying this shit's fine so get over yourself and I, I haven't watched the Lord of the Rings I don't know that I'm going to because I, I never watched the movies and I just don't find it very interesting so I'm not sure but I know there's a lot of shit going on with that too and it's it's actually pretty annoying because I, re I went through this entire thread where this girl sat down and broke down literally things from books and like things that were transferred from TV to movie, you know, reading it out and then showing the characters and nobody cared about it. But as soon as you make somebody brown, it's a problem. And I didn't know this, and I, I don't think you watched The Hunger Games, but apparently when the character of Rue was announced as a black actress, people were mad. Bitch, she was black in the book. Like literally brown skin. That dark brown skin is what they said. And it's like you making Rue Black ruin the movie. How the fuck are you mad that a black character is black? So we can't be white characters. We can't be black here. So you just flat out saying you don't want us in the movie. Your fantasy is all white people. So just say that. Clearly you don't want black people anywhere near your stuff. Brown people. Because I mean even if you are not black but you're too brown that's still too close to black and that's a problem too i just for the life of me can't understand people like hiding behind shit that's not true is annoying at least be real you know 
you don't like black people clearly that's the case just say that like what's the point of lying okay so now that i'm off my rant i will go ahead and get into this episode i just that whole seeing that thread just really made me mad and every time i talk about it i say i won't but i i always end up being very angry and very verbal (laughs) when it comes to my thoughts so anyway um this episode was i mean it, it was interesting i really enjoyed death um she seemed to really love her brother um i'm assuming she found out that you know he was in prison because they were trying to get to her um because um when what's his face died the guy who actually captured him it was probably it probably all came to light (laughs) um i wonder if he i wonder if he's in hell and what's going on down there if he's still in that line holding fire (laughs) anyway i don't even remember dude's name i don't even really care um but i wish they would have told us how she knew because her just saying i know and then that was the end like let's take off our shoes and walk barefoot we're not gonna elaborate how'd you find out did that make you sad like if you knew he was captured like is the the issue is because dream didn't ask for help death didn't come looking for him like i'm just i'm just i understand they don't go into each other's realms but they clearly go on earth so i i guess i'm just trying to understand that if his family loved like at least death seems like she loves him and they've been close for all of eternity then why is it that she didn't go looking for him are these questions we're not supposed to know are these questions that they will tell us later or it's just you just you have to use your imagination like i really want these answers like i just felt like we didn't get enough of her um the story i mean don't get me wrong it was a very interesting story but it wasn't as entertaining as previous episodes um the hobbs guy i'm sorry but living forever never dying sounds terrible to me i don't know what anyone else thinks i guess it just maybe it just depends on the person but hobbs lived from 1300 until now he's been alive for what is that let's see 619 so 700 years almost 700 years like it sounds terrible and he it sounds like he was only married once and had one kid that died at 20 in a bar fight (laughs) um i mean i guess if you ain't got nothing but time you can you can you know lose money and gain it and it's not a big deal um but i don't know i guess it's an experiment to see how long he will really be (laughs) able to live it seems like he's fine with it and it's crazy that he feels like him and dream are friends when he know nothing about them y'all meet once every hundred years so that's not even that (laughs) i don't know if this means they're going to be friends now but that whole like theory of his like didn't even make any sense it seems actually pretty stupid um I don't know how long they hung out, but it didn't seem like they got together for multiple days. It was just one day for a couple hours. <sighs> anyway, that's I that storyline was interesting, but I could have done without it. And I would have preferred, honestly, if we'd have been we'd have followed 
uh, death in um, Dream's relationship more because I really enjoyed their friendship and their their relationship. It's just so many questions that I had answered about their relationship that we never got to know. Um, I'm really enjoying this this season. Um, I don't have much to say about it because, like I said, it just it wasn't very much going on. Um, we stayed with um, Dream and Hobbs' story for for probably like I would say about 60% of the episode. I don't know if it's gonna go further. Um, maybe I know character arcs um, are only like one episode <laughs> deal, so maybe we won't see Hobbs anymore. But I'm really hoping that we get to see dream and um i don't understand what's going on with desire i don't know if they don't like dream but it sounds like they had something to do with him being um locked up and that's pretty fucked up um i'm assuming dream is gonna somehow find this out desire probably wants dream to know so maybe that'll be the next story arc we will see i'll end it here until next time love peace hair greens and black girl magic queen of the couch me out Thank you, Mimi, for your thoughts on the episode. Um, it was a bit of a more of a deeply introspective episode. So if that's not your cup of tea, I could definitely see this feeling more of a kind of spending time. But, but it seems like you wanted more of that part than you did of the other. But I think in my mind, they were more of a compendulum. That's not the right word, but... I'm not even going to try anymore with words. <laughs> they are not my strong suit. And we always want more of the good thing, right? We always want uh, more of the thing in which we personally like about anything. Um, and then when we're pulled away from that, it could always feel like, damn, wish we had stayed with that <laughs> a little bit longer because that's giving me far more good vibes than this other storyline that I don't care so much about. I think that as far as it doesn't seem like he married or had another child, I think once you lose one, I think, and you know that you're immortal, do you have a responsibility? That's the question. Do you have a responsibility to not stay? Kind of going back to the Joanna Constantine thing where it's like, oh, you were just left. It's like, yeah, I fell in love, but I'm immortal. And this is going to end in one way that it's going to be devastating for me so it's better that i keep things good as good as they get and then leave when they're at their peak of good so that you have fond memories i have fond memories and i don't have to go through that you think that's something people think about it seems like that that's what came to my mind anyway i also struggle with the scene uh on the bridge like when he told her they were trying to capture you my sister and she was just like yeah let me take off my shoes she, oh she goes i know and i'm thinking she must know more than she can say or maybe she is like i'm constantly in danger and she felt that him being caught in it was rather sad in the tragic part of it but the idea like because he said it to her as if you know they 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 were coming after you girl and she's just like yeah i know almost like this isn't new to me you know many have tried so i would love to get a behind the scenes i don't know i'm not talking from any book knowledge at all 
we're actually having a conversation offline right now about (laughs) what it means to have book knowledge and then do a podcast and if that influences you I, i can't say it doesn't at all but i would like to think and i try to do my best anyway to keep things that's why i lied about constant joanna constantine showing back up because i didn't want to spoil anything i might not even comment i might say oh that's interesting that's it because then that also doesn't mean that you're on the right track but it doesn't mean that you're on the wrong track <laughs> so it doesn't mean anything it's it's a non-committal response basically i'm not going to answer that because i may know something and i may not know something but i'm going to keep it and some things might slip out unbiasedly or in you know in in uh accident and we don't realize and it comes out and you don't catch it that's that's just because we're being human that's not because i'm really trying to spoil you or oh I, i'm disagreeing with you because i know something now usually i i judge things based on what i am seeing uh and i think by now everybody knows i'm gonna play devil's advocate if you say left even if i agree with you and we're like well it could have been you know because it's almost like that other person talking on my it's the devil and the angel at least i listen to my devil and my angel uh it's hard not to get angry what did i mean by that Mm. oh about the fandoms yes that it's very hard not to get angry with the fandoms it's because they're so vocal and they just like to steal any bit of thunder like they don't want you to be happy they don't want people to enjoy it and it's not even just making comments they will go down and downgrade a tv show to shit it in the number i mean they will go down to sabotage and it is it's so hard not to become angry because it's like damn can i not i mean we're still so rather under underrepresented and then the one two three people that ever gets to be in the spotlight for a half a fucking section session and most of the time not even leading the fucking show always the goddamn sidekick i mean do you really need and yes i knew about that rue thing that she was black in the books yeah people are, that's another thing it's like how do you not read the books but you stand in them that don't make no sense and i love neil gaiman because he ever since american gods he does a lot of uh what else did he do he did good omens um but he's he's very active and vocal about get the fuck out of my face with that bullshit <laughs> he's, he's not trying to hear it he's not trying to hear it he even cursed out uh elon musk like get the fuck back to your job and let us do ours <laughs> because that is a little bit of the takeaway it's like there are people who are genuinely interested in art and then there's people who are not and we share the same universe and that is what democracy is however there is a you know most artists don't care as much as the audience does and it's only a certain type of audience always look like you said it's the racist ones because if you're not racist it wouldn't fucking bother you it's fantasy but i feel like to a lot of white people they feel like it's their last refuge in fiction is fantasy it's the one place where we don't have to expect black people 
Because for some reason, we're under the impression they didn't exist. Dumbass motherfucker. No, we all came from the African continent and we never left for thousands of years up until slavery. You know, once the middle and once the West got its shit together after fucking centuries of black death and all types of other crap, you know, uh, we was just minding our own business and uh not doing anything and 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 fucking jumping up trees i mean it's just it's so ridiculous at this point it's just the not the knowledge is out there you being ignorant all over the place you're gonna it's it's the same to be bothered by anyone that's an ignorant ass person up in your face talking stuff i don't even go over i i try really not to to go over to those places but you stumble upon them because like i said they don't they have no couth they're every fucking where making sure they're the first ones in the comment section to say something not about anything relevant just the race of the characters because that a girl and lord of rings is okay like i said you have to be in the mood for it uh and i feel right now i'm only showing up for the black people it's not horrible but my impotence for watching it is primarily to support blacks in fantasy more so than it is i really like lord of the rings (laughs) so thanks to my contribution yo white asses get to continue in your fantasy realm because guess what if ain't nobody watching nobody cares lord of the rings wasn't a white person's thing everybody watched this why i made so much fucking money get over yourselves yeah people be real crazy with they ain't got no the funny thing is they with the whole house of the dragon thing i told y'all the only person i liked in house of the dragon the book was nettles nettles was black in the books so y'all sit up here talking about how targaryens cannot be black because oh let me get this straight what you really mean to say is targaryens can't be black because they have power and they're influential in the (laughs) storyline and they create a a generational line oh i'm sorry go back in your fucking generational line i bet you're gonna find a negro somewhere lurking unless you really do got that pure white uh atheistic it's so sad though i i could go into this other story but i don't want to rabbit hole this uh lastly yes i did know about that ninth episode 11th episode that did come out i believe it is an animated episode so i will consider checking it out (laughs) i'm not sure what it's based on i didn't see that much of it other than it's animated and i'm back and forth with animation uh enjoying it i probably will watch it though i think it'll probably be good so uh last and certainly not least we do have queen shy hey christina it's me shy i am here to give my feedback for the sandman episode five i believe these are five or six this is the one where we finally got to meet members of the family then this one death which i really enjoyed meeting her i really really liked her very very beautiful very just i mean it's such a weird thing to say it was such a positive spirit it's like it is just so weird that that how that is it's like she's death but i was just smiling when i'm listening to her watching her seeing her joy 
and what she's doing. Um, she's coming to people, you know, at the end of their journey in life, and she's helping them transition to the other side in whatever form or fashion that is. And I like how they don't like they make that ambiguous. They don't really delve into where they're going. They're just gone. Um, and so you know, we got to see the old guy. Um, living out like we got to see so many different and I like how they did that we got to see the different um, aspects of life when people are meeting their end so we got to see the old guy um, and you know him at the end of his life and ready to move on then we got to see Sam who's at the prime of his life he just got married he's on his honeymoon but unfortunately he met his end we got to see um the baby at the very beginning of his or her life and unfortunately their time wasn't gonna be that long on this earth and then we got to see Franklin which I was like yikes <laughs> when we when she was saying how I'll see you soon and it's like I mean it didn't dawn on me at the time you know what exactly that meant even though I know that was death um, but it's like, and then of course, as that episode started going and I saw her with the old guys like, oh damn, Franklin's going to die soon. And then we saw his death, um, him at the prime of his life. Then we saw some other guy that I guess was skateboarding or something. Um, so, and then the woman that looks like she overdosed. Um, so it was just so it, it was it was such a peaceful thing. And I love how they showed that because, you know, they were talking about how, you know, death is a part of life. It's as natural as being born. And so but of course, obviously, when we're born, we're ignorant to anything. We're not don't have any knowledge. We're just there. But by the time for most people, by the time you die, um, you've been on this world, on this earth, you've established relationships and, um, yeah, you, it's, it's harder to say goodbye than hello a lot of the time. So, um, so death is a lot more, is a lot harder one to face, which we got to see with Hob and his thoughts on death. And I'll get to that in a minute, but I love, um, death's attitude about it how she's saying we're there to serve them so she's giving dream a lesson on you know even though they're not like and for her they're not I mean they're not always excited to see her in most cases I'm sure they're not initially but she she's serving them and she she um tries to be a part of their existence um, even for a short period of time to help them transition. I don't know. I mean, I'm probably rambling on, but it was just such a, I just really, really enjoyed that segment of the episode. And I, I mean, death, of course, is a beautiful black woman. I love her in Dreams Dynamic, which is, which um, begs the question for me, and hopefully you can answer this, is they seem close. I mean, I, I mean, don't seem they they are close they they're um being shown as being close she's calling him little brother my sister i mean and they're you know just have this warm and loving relationship so i'm not understanding um i mean are they not supposed to interfere in each other's lives no matter what like even if they're going through problems even if they're going through issues they're still supposed to let them be um is that how that works 
um, they're not supposed to interfere. Um, because even when Dream was saying um, they were after you, and you know, not you know, not me, and it just so happens I they caught me. She said, "I know," um, but she didn't intervene. She didn't try to save him. She didn't. She. I'm guessing she's not allowed. So if you can, um, if you're able to explain that a little bit more, maybe I'm. That's something I'm not that haven't grasped and and they might have said it or explained that i just didn't catch it didn't catch on to me um of course the other half of this episode was about hob you know dream um and death he has this guy you know boasted about how he has no intention of dying like it's like he has a choice in the matter um but you know they dream i guess death wants to teach him about humanity this is like a way for her to teach him about humanity um and how humans operate how they work how they think and all that stuff so she intentionally puts a whammy on him so he doesn't die and dream is there to meet him every 100 years as they go over you know how he spent his life if his if life is still worth living is he ready to die now is he you know has he had enough and surprisingly what was it 1389 that they started this and then of course it's um um 2022 uh now so i'm not even trying to do the math but a long damn time <laughs> and he's still you know excited about life and still you know finding joys in life um he's been through the ups and the downs um that's the thing like you know when you establish that's the thing about being immortal is that you know if you're not with another immortal you you have to see them you know come and go and that weighs on you but um i think him having this friendship with dream kept it is what kept him going and so um and of course the whole yeah i just think that was special of a special um thing to witness as well um that it was you know it started out as as these two strangers and even though they're only meeting every hundred years they are they established this relationship that this bond that um (laughs) dream was not willing to recognize until he went through what he went through um with the um forget what to do you know the 100 year thing so um i thought that was interesting and i mean i love i love watching that in the different periods different eras that was funny um not funny haha but just funny to see um how they showed the time elapsing um, in the different centuries. You know, it's, it's great. You know, Hobb considered Dream a friend, and then Dream was fighting that. And then in the end, you know, he recognized that, yeah, this is my friend. And I love that. Um, okay, are, are we going to see this desire thing, you know, this, this family member? Because there's just something weird happening with this one um i don't know they keep showing this dude or him them and so i'm very curious about this dynamic and they of the of the family because it doesn't seem 
like it's as warm of a a relationship than with uh, Dream and Death. So that's going to be interesting. Um, Can't excited to see for them to go deeper into that. Um, And we still got to hear from Despair. So we got Death, um, Death, uh, Desire, Despair left. Um, but yeah, this is, I, I really enjoyed this episode a lot. Um, like I said, I enjoyed meeting death and seeing how she operates and seeing uh, their take on that. And, um, I liked Hob, even though, I mean, I liked the, the dynamics, Hob and Dream. He was a bit annoying at times. I'm not going to lie. Um, but it was good to see the evolution of him and, their friendship and stuff like that. Um, I thought that was well done. Um, but that's all I have. Until next time, much love, peace, and Black Girl Magic. Queen of the Couch, Shy. Thank you, Queen Shy, for your feedback, as always. Um, I don't know if I can answer the question <laughs> about uh, death, and I do mean I genuinely don't know. Um, in some ways, uh, about because i think i only got through the first half of this two-parter um so i got through 23 out maybe it was 18 to 23 hours but there's still 23 hours more to go so i did not get to part two because i barely got through part one um i know some things about part two (laughs) however uh anything about death relevant i i have nothing to give you um i will say that the character of death was played by a woman a a caucasian woman in the comics which is probably why uh caucasians are up in arms because they're like you can't do it to us the way we do it to you um but i do know that a lot of writers a lot of writers even the the guy that wrote why the last man the guy that uh wrote preacher a lot of adaptations the first thing that living authors with the exception of maybe one or two because depending on your era if you go back and look at some of that shit like with a preacher in specific in specific that's not a word specifically there was a lot of racist homophobic very not okay things in that comic and it wasn't meant to uh glorify it even though there are some comics where like in the in the watchman series uh the character of rosharash one or one or the other he's very i think he was anti-semitic uh but this casual racism or horrible things about these comics are rather overlooked because it was their time so when you have an author be like well they acknowledge hey when i wrote this back then maybe people i could have included more black people but i'm speaking from where i am right so when there's an adaptation yes the adaptation itself should be within the current times it may need to have a little upgrade and that means racially as well because that doesn't reflect the real world and that's where the issue is so you have those people that live in that where they can look left look right go 40 blocks and there's nothing but caucasian folks so you get all up in arms but most of us in the real world the one they don't show on the television screens and rarely do in movies 
there's fucking every fucking kind of race everywhere you look around the corner you got mexican chinese korean uh pakistan (laughs) black white the list keeps going there's no such thing as that worldview so what you're really mad about is that the worldview is try is finally catching up in the 21st fucking century to what it actually looks like out there and when you go to other places like london i'm so glad i finally got out of the country i'm sure mimi's got the same thing when she went out of the country um i probably same thing with you shy you've been out of the country as well you know that people are they're, they're diverse wherever you go it's very rarely even if you want it to be uh segregated it is diverse it's only segregated in those parts that are still trying to practice segregation um so yeah it's a silly argument to have um but that probably is i I think it's so great that a black character took a white character's place and did it just as much service if not more because it is coming from a black perspective uh and more black women can look up to that um i like the scenes that i didn't point out of those that welcome death because there are people that do the one in hospice the person that got shot the person who committed suicide those are all people that welcome death so it's not just those others i like seeing both sides of that i'm glad you enjoyed the hobbs story line um i too like the back in time thing i think i I, they already charmed me with that (laughs) i am not a hundred percent sure but you might need to be invited to another person's realm because she said why didn't you call me so it didn't seem as if there was the option where she could have went to him but then again he just went to him on earth so i I don't know the schematics here i'm gonna say uh if anyone does know definitely drop it below or send some feedback but i'm glad you really like this episode and continue to like this show because it was a really good show it really is a good um book it's one of his best sellers and he really knows how to neil gaiman has a really good grasp of the world and he tells very evocative stories around that and it always it always is a pleasure if you too want to send feedback for the next episode blackercouch at gmail.com you can leave a comment below on this podcast my social media will be there as well remember to like share and subscribe until the next time peace hair grease and blacker magic